Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of Something Wicked. I'm joined here today by my co-host, as always, Rob. Uh, we're doing something a little different today. Uh, we're going to do our top three Christmas films, um, me and Rob. So we'll start off with me. But first, I'd like to uh, give a big thank you to Film Hub Wales uh, for putting us in their little ma magazine thing. It was really nice of you. Now we've got fans all over Wales, the magical land of Wales. Uh, so yeah, I'd just like to say a big thank you. Uh, we'll start off with mine, Rob, which is a little, little unknown film that I... It's sort of become a tradition for me to watch over the years. I think it came out in 2015. Did, yeah. did you manage to get around to watching it? If it's the film I think it is, then yes. A Christmas horror story? No. Oh, no. No. Well, so you didn't there watch is, it? No, there is another one you're going to mention, I think. Okay. And that's the film I've watched, but I didn't get around to watching a Christmas okay. no, horror that, that, story. Okay, no, that's fine. I can... But you talking about it will get me excited yeah. and it, 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 buzzing for it. It's a fun film. It's, okay. a, it's an anthology film, obviously, anthology, where yeah. there's a story in the middle and other things happen. It wraps okay. around to be one big story. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, William Shatner's in it, which is always fun. Big wow. Bill Shatner. Uh, and yeah, it's about a radio host who is William Shatner. Uh, and then there's like, I think there's four or five different stories. There's a story about zombie elves in the North Pole, and Santa's okay. got attacked by yeah. the zombie elves. It, it's a lot better than it sounds. I know it sounds corny. Uh, then there's a story about changelings, you know, the Irish folklore, that they swap a kid out and they go. Um, and then there's a ghost story, because what's Christmas without a ghost story? Uh, and then uh, there's a Krampus story, which is always oh, fun. Really, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Like, the, the name really made me think, oh, this is just going to be a load of nothingness, but it's really enjoyable. It's funny, because you mentioned it recently. Yeah. Ch Chad mentioned this to me recently during our conversation, and I never heard of it ever. I never no. heard of this film. And I, lo I love the story. I love the title already. You yeah. Know, you know, straight away, you're thinking, I think they were sort of trying to come off the American horror story yeah. vibe, weren't they? And straight away, I just thought to myself, OK, I never heard of it. I'll try and look for it. And then suddenly, because obviously it's the time of year, people were obviously going to be, you know, they were going to be watching this film during this time of year. And I started seeing it pop up everywhere. A, a friend of mine had it up on, like, um, posted it on Instagram and said, I'm watching a Christmas horror story, have you seen it? And suddenly I'm thinking, I've never heard of this film. And then suddenly it's there right in front of me. And I'm like, right, oh no. And then I asked, um, who's that? I can't remember someone, and they said, um, it's on Shudder. But, yes, and yeah. sadly, I do not have Shudder. I don't think it is anymore. I think oh, it was it last Christmas. That's good, because I nearly actually got it then. I mean, that would be quite embarrassing. <laughs> Money saved. Yeah. But no, I, ne I, nearly, I nearly did try to see it. I mean, this film, this week, because... I've tried to fit in a lot of films this week, trying, so to, I, yes, trying to yeah. remind myself of the films that I've chosen for tonight, yeah. and one or two that I think you're going to choose, because I don't think, I've not, believe it or not, I've not seen many horror films that are based around Christmas, okay. or movies with an adult theme, so right. you know, I'm not going to say the names in case I mention the actual <laughs> films, but there's a lot of movies I've not seen, um, I've only mostly watched Christmas kids films, okay. so this was a bit of a challenge, so to fit in everything, I've ha I, you know, sadly not but watched. Christmas. There's always next Christmas. There is always next Christmas. But then again, it might pop up. I mean, I, I keep on looking out on Amazon Prime because they're chucking on so many um, Christmas films at the moment. Yes, yeah. But they're just usually putting on the family movies, but they're not putting on the, like, the sort of you know, more action, you know, comedy. Well, they're putting comedy, but not um, you know, the, They're normally for Hallmark ones, aren't they, yeah, as well? Yeah, exactly. But don't yeah. get me wrong, I love a Hallmark film. I, I, I put on a Hallmark, I'm sorry, I put on a... TV channel the other day, I think yeah. it was Channel 5, just came up straight away. And it was a Hallmark Christmas film on Channel 5. <laughs> and it starred Andy Garcia. Oh, wow. And I, thought, I thought to myself, that's Andy Garcia. Like, you know, I thought this is, and I know that in a lot of, um, what was it, a lot of the um, 
Hallmark movies and just general Christmas films do bring in a lot of big actors. Yeah. Because they, you know, because they know they're big sellers. You know, during Christmas they're going to make money or they're going to get viewers because obviously Hallmark films are not actually released in cinemas. Yeah. Um, I don't think they are anyway. Maybe in America, but here in this country they're just thrown onto TV, made yeah. for TV, and then you just have to, you know, try and get through the collection because there's. I think there literally might be a hundred of them. Well, it's, it's funny to say that's like when you when I, when you watch a Christmas horror film, uh, Christmas horror story, sorry, uh, and you see William Shatner, you're like, it's Captain Kirk. What's Captain Kirk doing on this? Um, again, it's like because a lot, yeah. like I said, a lot of Christmas films, even if they're low budget, seem like your number one choice, the one that I, I watched. Obviously, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But the amount of talent in that film, when yeah, I was watching it, I was yeah. like, wow, I, I couldn't believe like some of the people that were in it. Like, like I say, I mean, like. In the film, I think you're going to mention later, there's going to be um, another sort of similar thing about an actor. Yeah. From a, uh, we'll get to that later, but like I say, it's, it's, it's amazing like, what kind of like, you know, festive holiday movies can bring out an, uh, you know, a big name actor and surprise you sometimes. Yeah. Like, for example, I mean, this is not spoiling it because I know Chad's top three, he knows mine. So, for example, Elf, you know, that's got a lot of big names yeah. in it. I'm not going to say the, the names in it, but, like, obviously, Will Ferrell, he's the lead star. I've still not seen it. You've never watched Elf? I've never watched you it. You know what? Weirdly, this year, I found out a lot of people haven't watched that film. Like, I've got a couple of friends that, yeah. like, just never bothered. Grinch as well, like, you know, the, the Ron Howard Jim, one. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a lot of people have, have like, glossed over watching that, and yeah. which I think is a classic. I've seen, I've seen the Grinch, but I've not seen, um, what film are we talking about? Um... A Christmas Horror Story. Christmas Horror Story. <laughs> um, no, the one before that. No, Elf. I've still Elf. Not, I've not seen it. And I think a lot of people are not big fans of Will Ferrell. No. Uh, so, Will, if you're watching, sorry. <laughs> well, um, that, that was him fresh off SNL, yeah. though, wasn't it? So a lot of people Maybe, didn't know yeah. who he was. I'm a big Will Ferrell fan, and I've not seen that movie. And it sounds weird to say that, to say you're yeah. a big fan of him. But I just, I just thought to myself, I was getting to that adult age, and I thought, I'm not interested in Christmas kids' yeah. films anymore. Because I'm an adult now. And well, his comedy's matured as well since then. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, Step Brothers, for instance, possibly one of the greatest comedies ever. Yeah, and like, yeah, is that, yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that Christmas film? No, no, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, his comedies evolved yeah, from Elf, yeah. say, to, yeah. But they always do, um, like, the, 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 there's a lot of movies where, um, like, will come out during this season, like, and there'll be comedies, like, for kids and stuff like that. But I probably won't watch them now no. because I've just sort of, I just stick to the films I know. I get you. Like, the classics, the, the ones I grew up on. But um, no, I will. I'll definitely try and catch a Christmas horror story. Sure, it's a classic. I was going to say it's a classic. It's only five years well, old. Well, it, I think it's, it's sort of. I think it's meant to come my way now because yeah. you mentioned it, and about two or three people have mentioned it since. And I think I've seen. I've seen something else about it somewhere. I just keep on seeing it now everywhere. Well, I watched it when it was released, and like nobody was speaking about it. But like I've noticed over the years, more people are like, oh, this this film. The title might be a, a bit crap, but yeah, the film yeah. is actually pretty decent yeah, and good. Yeah. The special effects and everything are pretty decent yeah, as well. Yeah, I do want to see it. Some Santa killing zombie elves. Like, where can you go wrong? It's got well, like I say, it's got a mix of. It's got like I say, it's got that Halloween horror vibe, and it's exactly, got the Christmas yeah. vibe. So it's like two seasons coming together. Exactly. No, it does sound good. Um, Get on to your number three now, though. My number three. Do you know what? I mean, I didn't want to try and put them in, like, rate them, but I did in the end, um, because I love all these three <laughs> yes, films. yeah. And the third film I'm going for is, um, it's a traditional film. It's a Christmas movie, obviously, um, but it's a comedy film. And people might think, oh, this is a bit of a kid's film. I don't think it is. So my third, my third choice is Nash Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, that is, those movies are family films. But in my opinion, um, National Christmas Vacation is more like 
It's got nice, uh, I was going to say nice gay Eddie, that's Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. It's got Cousin Eddie um, played by Randy Quaid. And everything he comes up with in that film is not really, you know, like, you know, this famous scene, you know, yeah. um, the shitter is full. Shit is full. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is not for kids. So no. my, in my opinion, that's more of an, like, it's like an adult family film. Right. And, um, but I'm, I'm a massive fan of that movie because I think every time I watch Christmas Vacation, you know, you can relate to everything the Griswolds do, you know, everything. So you've got Chevy Chase's Clark. Yeah. You know, every dad, you know, as you know, as Chad and I are both dads and we, we've all got it in us. We've all got that Chevy Chase, you know, well, not Chevy Chase exactly, because apparently he's not the best person to work with, but I love him. Uh, but, you know, him as Clark Griswold, we all want to do these things with our family and make it special. And you can relate to that during this season, especially. And I just, I just loved that his character and, whether it be, you know, European vacation, going on a holiday, or going to Wally World in the first film, and that's when you're going to a theme park, basically, yeah. and wanting to spend time with your family. You can relate to these characters. You can relate to his wife, Ellen, wife, uh, daughter, Audrey, and son, Russ. You know, these are great, you know, great characters that were written originally by John Hughes. And, um, and I mean, National Lampoon's Vacation is funny because originally it was meant to be directed by Chris Columbus, Okay. And Chris Columbus um, went on to direct Home Alone. But the thing is, with, with um, Chris Columbus was hired and it was all, all signed and sealed. And he, he could not work with Chevy Chase, apparently. Well, like he said, apparently he's very yeah. hard to work with, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he could not work with him. And um, so I think they decided, OK, we'll get someone else in and we'll get you on to the next one. And the next one happened to be Home Alone. Classic. So looking back now for Christopher Columbus, career choice-wise, that was probably the best thing he ever did was to sort of, in a way, Chevy Chase kind of gave him a bit of a, a bit of a, like a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a hand. A leg up. Because, you know, from Home Alone, he did Home Alone 2. Then he yeah. went on to do um, Mrs. Doubtfire. And then he went to do the first two Harry Potter films. Oh, cool. So I'm glad that happened because also it might have changed how, it might have changed, like, Christmas vacation a little bit, but I just love everything about it because, and you've got more characters involved as well because all the family come over. You've got Clark's family, you've got Ellen's family, and they all just mix in really well. And John Hughes at the time, when he was writing, his writing at the time, you know, he did all the Brat Pack stuff, but he did great family movies like The Great Outdoors and National, you know, Christmas Vacation is just, you know, another great, you know, film added to his CV. You know, he's no longer with us now, sadly, but, you know, he's left this body of work that so many people, especially from my era, the 80s, and I'm guessing, you know, people who grew up um, in the 70s as well, they can relate to these characters. And I still think now you can look back at them at this, in this era, and, you know, communicate with them better, because even more so, because they're so likable. And that's what I love about Christmas Vacation. Have you, have you, you have seen it? Well, I, I, um, this isn't, I dig at you because you didn't watch Christmas Horror, but I watched all the films you told me to watch yes. on your list. Yes. Uh, obviously, I own my own business. I've got a lot more free time than yeah, you, Rob. Yeah. Uh, and I went, and I was really excited when I seen that. That was your number three because that was a tradition for me, my mum, and my brother. My dad worked on right. the trucks back then, so okay. he wasn't really home that yeah. much. And um, we'd watch it, and I haven't watched it in 15 years, maybe. Okay. Maybe a bit longer, and I sat down and I was watching it, and I forgot how funny it was. Yeah. And some of the things that like Clark was doing, like you said, like it, it was me as a dad, like I was, he was doing things. I was like, like when his um, his auntie brings the, the cart and she gives me, and he's like, the, yeah. the, the box is peering, and he's like, shakes it, and he's like, oh, your auntie's 
delivered the cat yeah. to his kind of thing. Like that, I, I was in tears. The bit where he's watching like old family like videos. Like yeah. I do that now myself, going through family pictures at Christmas time. Yeah. And then when his wife pulls down, and he falls in. It's just <laughs> all those kind of things. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm so happy to watch it again. Yeah. Like it brought back so many like good memories for yeah. me as well. That's and exactly because yeah. that's that's what a film like that is supposed to do. It's supposed to bring like you know it's supposed to um, bring back memories and like and that's what it does for him and in in, for Clark in that movie he's constantly thinking back to his Christmas holidays yes and yeah. the time he spent with his family because that's why he wants it so magical because he wants that back exactly he? He you know magic. I mean you know if you're lucky enough to have a fantastic Christmas as a child and you just want to recreate those times because as you know as you get older Christmas is not the same. No. It's much better when you're a child, because obviously it is meant for children. Socks um, and sprouts after yeah, eating. Orange in the... Um, the <laughs> Socket. Uh, Socket thing. Uh, is that what it, yeah. And, um, but no, I just loved everything about this movie. I think it basically you know, sums up Christmas in one... Yeah, definitely. A family Christmas. Yeah. sums up, like... Because like, I remember being a kid as well, like, we used to have... Um, like a family Christmas at my grandparents or something. Yeah. How much of a pain and you'd be arguing with your cousins, yeah, your auntie, yeah, your auntie yeah. would spill the pop everywhere yeah. and then in the end you'd you'd find your mum and dad outside smoking yeah. about four fags in each yeah. fingers because they're just so stressed. No, I appreciate you watching it. Like I said, I do apologise again oh, for no, not watching a Christmas horror story. I, you're a lot busier than me. But I but I but like I say, this has made me want to see it more than yeah. I before I even knew about it, so like I say, I'm excited now. But um, but I'm interested to hear. I think I know. Like, go on, number two. For me, yeah. it's Santa's sleigh. Okay. Did you watch it? Yes. Oh, okay. Now you've got to remember, right? Like, uh, Rob, when I, when this came out, 2005, I was 10. Okay. So I was still. 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. In 2005, I was. I didn't seem so long ago. Rough, rough paper round. If, no, feel no feels. No, honestly, 2005 to me yeah. seems like. Five years ago, yeah, fifteen, 15 years yeah. ago, and obviously I was big into wrestling. And so when I seen that Bill Goldberg was going to play a murderous Santa yeah. Claus, I was all about it. So since then, it's sort of just been a tradition. Every year, I'll yeah. sit down, I'll be yeah. like, right, like I was watching it. I, I watched it since last year, and Alex normally works around this time, and she was off. She had some annual leave. Alex is my wife, by the way, and she was sitting down watching it, and she was like, what? And she was like. Why Santa spearing people? I was like, that's WWE superstar Bill Goldberg. That's yeah. why. And I just, I think the comedy's good in it. Like when the priest's inside the strip club, yeah. and and the, the, the women are walking past topless, and he's like, ho yeah. ho ho, and just and just where he like the beginning where he, like the people at that yeah. table, James Conn's there, yeah. and you're just like, what? Why is James Conn in this movie? Well, this is what I was going back to with um, with Elf. Yeah, he's obviously dad, isn't he? In it, yeah. So because I again goes to show that I'm you know I'm not up to date with my Santa. You know, Christmas <laughs> movies, <laughs> but I had never heard of Santa's sleigh ever. And when Chad mentioned it um, about two weeks ago, um, I straight away—I don't think you mentioned it at the time it was Goldberg in it. No, I, I just—I left everything to you. Yeah, you like, I didn't want to, to tell me. you that he was in it or anything. And it was sold. Literally, it was literally—you literally sold it on the basis it was Goldberg. I'm again wrestling yeah. fan. I mean, I wasn't—I wasn't a fan of the attitude. I wasn't into it during the Attitude yeah. era. I was more the Golden Age, Hulk Hogan. Well, I was growing up, Jim. Ultimate the Warrior. So, yeah. But I knew a lot. My my friend Frenchie, he watched um, WCW a lot, and he knew the yeah. story. Yeah, he was one of the biggest stars in yeah. WCW, wasn't he? Goldberg. And then, like you know, so he's always told me he's always kept me up to date with the uh, wrestling stories, basically. And just straight away, I thought Goldberg's in a film. <laughs> I think I think I knew he was in a couple of movies. I think he's in Universal Soldier. I think, uh, two. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. So I knew he was in that, but I never heard of Santa Slay. Yeah. It's a very unknown one, like because yeah. it. It's not, it's not a, gr a good film by any means. It's very schlocky. 
Um, but like, it's just like like little bits. Like obviously he, in it, he's meant to be uh, Satan's son, isn't he? The yeah. two children, and he was Santa. That I don't know why he called his son Santa. Uh, but I love that. Like instead of having reindeer, he's got one big bison, like a, yeah, like a buffalo. I think that's hilarious. It's, just silly things like that. Like, let's say, because when I watched when I started it straight away, seeing James Conner, it, it threw me. It did because, me, don't because, like even take like because obviously I've been in this film a, yeah, a long time as well, like yeah. yourself. Even at ten years old, I was like, "That's Sunny from the Cop from yeah. Godfather." <laughs> because I, I straight away I thought to myself, I thought at first I thought James Khan. I, I, I honestly believed it wasn't James Khan. I just thought it yeah. looks like James Khan. And then he started talking. I thought that's James Khan. <laughs> and I just could not get my head around it because I sat there and thought I wasn't. I was sort of judging the film before I watched it. Yeah. I, I said to myself, I thought, why is James Khan in this film? James, like, like, like you said, he is Sonny Colleon in yeah, yeah. The Godfather. He is... Um, but in the Elfstab. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he's, he's in Misery. He's in... Um, of course he is, yeah. He's in um, Thief, Michael Mann's Thief. He's in, these, he's in some classic you know, crime movies over the years. And he's even done a couple of stints. With, well, he, did, he was in The Razor with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And, um, but the problem... No problem. I just straight away just looked at it and thought... James Con- I just could not get it out of my head for about 20 minutes. I just thought, I kept on thinking to myself, does he know the, does he know the director? Did he lose a bet? And I, I felt quite shameful because I thought, I'm, I'm judging this film because but, but, a guy like him is in a film that well, I've like, like a man of his tenure, like you'd think yeah. that though, like he's saying the films that he's in, you wouldn't expect to see him, would you? And there was a, I can't remember a name now, someone, please comment below what the, uh, th- that table's name. got quite a few things. Yeah, there was. Because you've got the, uh, the guy who was in Will Ferrell at Night of the Roxbury, haven't you? Yes, you can never remember his right. name. Yeah, yeah and obviously like, you see him as well. Yeah, yeah. And like, you see him, you're like, oh no, these. Because I Googled the, the other women, like the two daughters, the wife, and then. I knew one of them. Okay. And that was, I, I can't remember, was it Rebecca or was it Maggie? I can't remember. She was in Scream 2. Okay, yes. I Very think, briefly, yeah. she was a sorority girl yeah. in Scream 2. She was more in the scenes with Sarah Michelle Geller. And. Um, she has been in other films, but I just cannot remember them because the memory these days is quite hazy when it comes to the movies. I remember more what I was list- watched from, say, from age, say, six to age 25. And since I hit 38, it's like, ugh. But I remember about seeing her, I thought, okay, that's quite a big name at the time. And like, say, James Caan, I knew, I couldn't remember the guy from Night at the Rocks, but yeah. I knew who he you was. You know his face, don't I knew you? Him. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, quite, he's, he's quite recognizable. Yeah, yeah. And straight away, I, I was just like, again, I was thrown into it, and you know, and then as the film progressed, and straight away, like in that scene with the family, when the family on the dinner table, it just goes off straight because you that, you think, oh, it's just a family there, arguing, and no then Bill there's Bill. a rattle down yeah. the chimney, and then Bill Goldberg does yeah. a the roll it's out the chimney. The moment you know he kills everyone, basically, if they said cut, and they were trying, to, and they were making a movie of about a, about a, about a Santa <laughs> movie about you know this killer Santa, that wouldn't surprise me because it was so bizarre and so weird. But like somebody might call it. A guilty pleasure, but you know what? I it's not a guilty pleasure that kind of film. I thought Santa Slay was literally it knew what it was, yeah, it's perfect yeah. for what it is because it doesn't try to be anything other than Apart from a, what si- it is. a silly, a silly Christmas film, yeah. And you know what? It's actually a breath of fresh air to watch. I knew you'd like it. I never, I never, I never, you mean, don't get me wrong, I don't tend to like horror films, I'm not a massive fan of horror comedy, okay. I don't mind it in some aspects, but. Like this, I thought it knows exactly what it's doing, and I thought I'm, 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 I, I enjoyed every minute. I, I personally like what well, my favourite bit in that film is, and obviously Bill Goldberg in, in wrestling yeah. is known for his spears, wasn't he? Because yeah. from what I've read, he was a linebacker in the right, NFL okay. uh, when right. he spears the Jewish deli shop owner through through the table. He jumps through the glass through that the mis- meat. That Mr. Green. Yes, yes. Because that uh, that again was another actor who took me by surprise. That was Sol. 
Rubeck. Okay. Uh, he, have you seen True Romance? I think I watched it when I was younger, but I've not watched it in years. Well, he played this really memorable character in True Romance called um, Leo Donowitz, I think it was. Okay. Uh, I think. Um, but he plays this like uh, movie producer that Christian Slater. Christian Slater is basically trying to sell this massive like suitcase full of cocaine. And um, Saul Rubeck, uh, I, think, I think that's how you say his name, um, but he is the, the guy he's trying to sell it to, this movie producer. And um, he's always been a memorable actor to me because he's been in the, he was in, do you remember Getting Even With Dad? Nope. A Macaulay Culkin <laughs> film in nope. 1993, I think it was. It was Ted Danson, okay. Saul Rubeck, and another actor I'm afraid I can't remember, and basically Macaulay Culkin during his you know, Home Alone, Richie Rich phase. Uh, height of his fame and um, and he's always been a very memorable actor and I loved it um, and when I saw him again in Santa Slayer I thought you know these they're just throwing all these amazing yeah. actors into this into this film that I'm never you know, this is this goes to show sometimes don't always read before go sometimes into a movie blind yeah that's because, why I didn't tell you anything yeah because you only get surprises yeah. that's what I got Good. I'm, I'm so glad you liked it. I love it. Because part of me was like, because obviously I know it's, like I said, it's a bit of a, a what's going on kind of movie. It's yeah. literally a WWE wrestler yeah. riding a yeah. buffalo, killing James Caan. It's perfect. <laughs> it was generally perfect. It was, like I say, it was, um, I'm glad I watched it because I honestly don't think I would have got, you know, it's a good job I have you. If I didn't have Chad in my life, I wouldn't watch many films from the horror community. Chad, to be fair, has, you know, showed me a lot of, because I'm not, horror is not my number one genre. Yeah. Never has been. I've only come into it about, I'd say the last five, six years, because I've always watched the big ones, but I've never watched like sort of the B movies. You yeah. know? I never watched Reanimator. I never watched Candyman. And then the last six years or so, I've watched these movies. And then since I've met Chad, he's thrown a few other ones my way. And I've watched them, enjoyed them. And Santa's Slay was just the same. Well, it's like you, like, I don't really watch anything that isn't really horror much yeah. for my wife's dismay. Yeah. Um, and watching the three films that you pick, I just, it was a nice break. Yeah. Like, watching them, I was like, yeah. oh, I feel, like, especially, like, again, number one that you pick, I, I went in, again, like, maybe like you were with uh, Santa Slay, I thought, this is going to be balls. Like, I read the synopsis, and I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, this just sounds like every other early 2000s action movie. There's so many, we'll get to the twists on that one. But, um, <laughs> oh, so but, many. So but, many. But, but, but there's so many, it's, like I say, they can never fit it into the synopsis, no. synopsis straight away, because it's just, there's too much going no. on. But, um, but yeah, but no, Santa Slay. If you get a chance, watch it. Watch it. What's your, what's your number two? Well, excuse me. I was thinking about... So this brings up a question now in Christmas I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so I love, and this to me is a Christmas film, Die Hard. Because, and, and there's always been an argument saying it's not a Christmas film. And it's always sort of, to me, a pointless argument. I've never seen the point of it. I sort of always thought to myself, if a film... Is it like, there's so many films over the last couple of years. There's a, a, a chap I know called, I'm going to say his name, Stephen Wilson. He might watch this, I don't know. He's a big collector of movies. Um, and I've met him on Instagram and um, Twitter and Facebook. And he just collects movies. And he's always talked about, he's always, he's always got a stack of films um, every Christmas um, that he picks out. And it's always the same films with the, the odd one thrown in. And when you look at the stack, you think to yourself, that's a Christmas film? And you think to yourself, you know, and then you wonder, it makes you question, what is a Christmas film? So a couple of films, um, sorry, Stephen. Um, <laughs> so one of them is Cobra. The one with Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Great film, I've amazing, not seen that Amazing years. film. Now, I can't remember, I've seen it, but I cannot remember the Christmas connection. I'm not too sure, it's probably, oh, it must be set during Christmas. Okay. 
Because it's about a cult, isn't it? He's trying to stop a cult from yeah, sacrificing yeah. someone, I think. Cobra, to me, is like a slasher film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's um, First Blood as well. Again, also okay. set during Christmas. And I think there's a Christmas tree in it, maybe. But the thing is, to, to Stephen, the movie, these movies, to him, make, make him feel festive. Right. Yeah. And to me, Die Hard is a Christmas film because it has, it's set during Christmas. You know, there's the Christmas party. There's um, Christmas music. Yeah. Um, so... To be fair, you can comment in, you know, in the, in, please comment in the, in below the comments. Um, <laughs> that's said completely the wrong way. Uh, but yeah, please comment on this video because I want to see what, what do you think makes a Christmas film? Well, I've got, I've got one for that. Um, I've seen someone argue. I don't really like getting involved in arguments. No, another one that could be a Christmas film. Uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. A lot of Perfect people, example. but I, I kind of agree again. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. based at Christmas time. Do you know what I mean? I but what it's... defines a Christmas film? Yeah, I mean, I, I would find it weird. I must admit, I'm a creature of comfort. I don't think I would watch Die Hard in the summertime. Okay. I think I would watch it when it's Christmas time because it's set in that era, you know, and that to me makes it feel like a Christmas film. Die Hard 2. So Die Hard 1 is my choice, by the way. It's my number two choice. But I'm just going to quickly pop into Die Hard 2. Is this the one on the plane? I the one on the plane. I, I never, I've only ever watched Die Hard 1, to be honest yeah. with you. I've never watched past Die Hard 1. Well, Die Hard 2 is even more a Christmas film. Okay. And I'm surprised that doesn't really get brought up either, because... Excuse me. When they... Um, when Die Hard 2... Like, Die Hard 2 is, like, set during the holiday season. I think in the first couple of minutes, like, uh, two police officers, they basically impound um, John McClane, Bruce Willis's car, and I'm positive, they, when they give him the ticket, I'm positive they say, Merry Christmas. Again, straight away, that's a Christmas film to me, because it's set in that time. Yeah. And the snow, and um, the music again, and, I mean, with the third film, Die Hard with a Vengeance, it's set in summertime, so they shift the, um, the, dynamic. the atmosphere, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they change it. But Die Hard 1, to me, will always, I saw it early 90s, Okay, it came out in 89, didn't it? Yeah, 88, 89. Um, I think it was 88. Um, I could be wrong. Um, but I think uh, Die Hard 2 was in 1990, 91. And, but Die Hard 1, to me, is a Christmas film. It's got that, you know, that, the party vibes. And um, it's just got, like I say, and it's got the, um, the music as well. And music plays a big part. If, 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 if Christmas music is playing in the... In the um, Lethal Weapon is another yeah, yeah. Um, example of that. They, people call it a Christmas film. Well... Some people don't, but some people do. But like I say, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it because it's interesting. It's the, the argument, in it? The ar well, like I say, older than time. It's a pointless argument because it, it, it's all about how you feel. Preference, If, if you it? like the film, um, if you like the movie, um, if you want to watch it that way, then you watch it that way, as long as it makes you happy. So, and if someone else says, oh, it's not a Christmas film, that should not spoil it for you because no. oh. you should just watch it, enjoy it, and... And if this is the best time of the year to do it, then that's the way it is. I mean, to be fair, Stephen's list, I look at it every year, and there's a few films in there I've never even seen. And, um, but I need to, like I say, I like, I like it when people throw me a movie that I've never seen before. And I like, like looking at film lists. Yeah. And like I say, when you spot something, you just take it out and go, wow, I'm watching that. Because, it, you know, especially if it interests you, sort of thing. Well, I, I watched Die Hard just before I came here, actually. Again, another film that I've not watched in... 10 years, maybe, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. Again, I don't really watch anything out of horror, which is yeah. quite sad. Um, but yeah, no, I, again, I really enjoy it. I forgot yeah. how much I like that. I forgot how good Alan Rickman is in it. Yeah, I forgot how good yeah. um, the two brothers call and, you know, he puts... Ho -ho -ho. Yeah. Again, he puts a Christmas ho-ho-ho. Now I've got yeah. a machine gun. He puts that. There's people a, who've got that... Um, there's many... You can get that as a jumper now. I, I imagine someone's got a tattoo on him as well. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> that must yeah. look weird during the summertime. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I, I completely agree. I think that's a Christmas film. Yeah. Um, 
although like you know, I probably would watch that in the summer as well. It's sort of make yeah. it's kind of like um, off topic, but Nightmare Before Christmas. There's the argument that it's a Halloween film. It's an argument it's a Christmas film. But I will watch that film all year round because it's my wife's favourite film. It's, it's a strange one because I remember watching um, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I think I saw it in the summertime um, in, in in the cinema. I don't actually remember the release, but. Back in the day, they used to do matinee shows a lot in cinemas. They still do it now with kids' films. You know, yeah. they'll bring a film that came out a year ago and put it on in the kids' um, section on a Saturday morning yeah, yeah. for a pound. And I watched Nightmare Before Christmas in Bastard in Scarlet. And um, I remember when I watched it, it was just like, I didn't, I never, even though it's in the title, so it sounds a bit stupid, but when I watched it, to me, it's a Halloween film. And, okay. and even though it's set during Christmas, okay. it always feels like a Halloween film. Because I hear the word Tim Burton. I don't think Tim Burton Christmas. I think Tim Burton, and I think you yeah. know, like the Halloween, like darkness and, you know, and I think Batman. And There's I a lot of teenage girls that will fight you on the internet for saying that wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, don't do that then. Um, but there's a, what's call it, when you watch um, like um, Beetlejuice. Like again, yeah. you know, and you, I mean... I think um, people think of Edna Scissorhands as a Christmas film. Well, yeah, because the last scene is yes, towards Christmas. Yeah, and obviously with him doing the sculptures with the scissors, it brings out the snow and things like that, you know. And um, I can that, see that. I, I think basically some people might just think if, if there's snow in it, it's a Christmas film. Yeah, um, but no, Die Hard has always been a massive one for me. It was probably me, probably um, along with Predator and um, Tango and Cash, like one of the top. Tango Cash. Yeah, those, Tango those three films were like big for me as a kid. Yeah. And Die Hard is for me a Christmas film. Controversial, maybe, but let us know below. Yeah. Tell us in the comments. I, I'm with you though, I think Christmas film. Yeah. Alright, we're getting on to one of the ones now. Number this ones. is where we're going with it. Okay. Okay, so did you did you watch this one? I did. Proud of you. Uh, but I, so I never I'd never seen this film. Which is surprising Which is, is quite shameful because it's a classic. It, yeah, it's considered a yeah. classic. It's a, the 1974 Bob Clark classic, Black yeah. Christmas. Yep. Uh, which I've watched religiously every year yeah. from a wee sprout yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, with my mum. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I've never said wee sprout in my life. Um, First with, time with, for everything. <laughs> with my mum uh, when I was younger. Watch, I've watched it. Uh, it's always been a tradition. Um, yeah, well, what did you think of it? For, for being, I, I envy you for being your first time watching it, to be honest with you. Truly, now. Oh, I cannot God. stop thinking about it. Oh? Really. So oh, really? The moment it begins. Yep. So The phone calls. Flat. No, do you know what it is? It's the bells. Okay. So the bells. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, straight away, I had Black Sabbath vibes of it. Now, yep. this is the band Black Sabbath. Like, their first ever song entitled Black Sabbath yep. is just basically rain and bells. It sets the mood for what this band is about, which is basically what I thought the movie did. It straight away set the tone. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, I, I, I knew a little bit about the movie. So when Margaret Kidder passed away, yep. who plays Barb... Um, She's the one who's always drunk. Yeah, got, she's, got a cigarette, she's got a cigarette in her hand. She's just the epitome of cool, basically. Yeah. She's just, you know, cool. And I know when she passed away, I think it was last year, um, people were commenting, saying they, you know, they, like, you know, Barb is their spiritual, you know, person, basically. And they wish they could be more like her, just, you know, carefree and things like that. So I knew a bit about the movie. And um, I know, like, there's a couple of scare scenes in the film. I've seen them in, like, you know, top ten horror movies. Yeah, I threw uh, the side and the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that immediately. But again, I didn't really know much else about it. So I, I didn't know, for example, it was set during, like, with Sorority House. Yes, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so I watched it. And from beginning to end, and it's funny, because it was released the same year as The Exorcist. It was, yeah. In 74. But to me, like, this Black Christmas is the ex perfect example of what I love about horror films. Like I said to you, I'm not massive. I don't mind in films like Scream, one and two, three, 
they can have comedy moments. I don't mind a bit of humour here and there, but I generally like my horror films dark. Yes. I like them brutal and, uh, you know, as festive as that sounds. <laughs> um, but I generally love the tone it keeps throughout the whole movie. It's just disturbing. Dread. It's dread. It, especially from that first, the, the POV shot at the beginning where it goes in and then the first phone yeah. call. Those phone calls still give me chills yeah. now. Like I watched it again the other day um, with, with my wife again. Yeah. Did not enjoy it. Though, but even she said those phone calls like, like literally like spine chilling, like yeah, lifted think, to him. In. I think they're sort of like meant to sort of kind of annoy you in a way. Because yes, like, you with know, the voice, he keeps changing his voices, yeah, doesn't he? And, um, and I think it's actually a very, for 1974, it's very modern because of how yeah. people are these days. You know, you get yeah. creeps and things like that. And you get this like, it, it just doesn't lose the atmosphere throughout the whole movie. And that's, I think, is one of the hardest things you can do in films yeah. when you're making one. I feel sorry for directors because keeping the tone of a film from beginning, middle, and end is a hard job. And Black Christmas, I think it's, was it 97 minutes long? It doesn't stop. It Bright just film. carries it the entire way. And I was just sitting there, just even though it was you know, very gruesome and violent in scenes, especially Bob's um, death scene. With the unicorn, not to, the not to spoil unicorn. it, Not to spoil it, but it was so beautiful. I, it's it's it, 1974, if I've not watched it now, like, it needs to be yeah, spoiled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had not seen it before. Again, like I say, I've not, you know, Chad's here to basically tell, to teach me what to watch horror-wise on the ones I've not seen. But this film, like I say, the way Bob's death was filmed, it was like watching... It sounds a bit stupid, like, but it's like watching a little, it was so well done. It's like watching a scene from Citizen Kane. Okay. I mean, Citizen Kane, I don't think, I don't particularly think it's a great film. You know, it's very dated for someone like myself. I, mean, I can see why people like it. It changed the scope of, of things. But the movie where um, Rosebird, it's where he's got like Oh, this, I thought that when the snow globe the smashes snow globe on the floor. Smashing, and the scene where a hand goes onto the yeah. side and like, you know, things are sort of getting, getting dragged across to the floor. And that's a great um, comparison because when he's lifting up the unicorn, like yeah. you see the shimmer, don't you, yes. when it comes down. And that's and what made me think of it. Yeah, it, yeah. Compare, that's a great comparison. That. Yeah, that's what gave me that sort of... And I, I love that scene in Sets and Kane. Though I'm not a fil fan of the film yeah. completely, I do appreciate the shots in the film. And, um, and, and when I watched um, Black Christmas, I only watched it two, night, two nights ago. And okay, I just, it's just I, been in your mind since. Well, and that's the sign of a perfect film. If a film sticks with you for any more than 24 hours, it's got you. Yes, yeah. It's, it's exactly what you want it to be. And um, I kind of, I, 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 I'm glad I've watched it now though, because sometimes when you watch films at certain times, you don't always, you don't always get it. You know, like, you know, you don't really, you know, it might be the wrong time to watch it. I don't know. If I watched Black Christmas during, like, you know, another time of the season, I might not have liked it. I don't much. think, I, I, that's one of those films, again, like, where you would die hard for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I think if you watch Black Christmas out of Christmas time, I feel like you just, it's one of those films you put on for, for noise yeah. more than anything. Yeah, I just, I think everything about Black Christmas is everything I love about horror. Like, yeah. if someone said to me, Rob, give me an example of what you think is a, a great horror film, I'd say Black Christmas. Yeah. Perfect. Did you, did you want to check your attic after you watched it? Well, <laughs> since I moved into my new house, I've not even been in it. Oh, well, I'll check it then. Um, a lot of insulation in there, so that's my excuse. Oh, okay. um, but, um, but yeah, that scene when the, I can't remember her name, but when the, the older lady goes... The house mother. The house mother, when she goes into the... Um, so you know that it's Claire Harrison, is it? <laughs> yes, yeah. She's yeah. obviously rocking back and forth with a cat on her. Um, but obviously she's not moving at the time. But, and she goes up and you just sort of see him in the background. And, yeah. and, and that, again, is great horror because... Like, sometimes you're just waiting for the scare scene, aren't you? Yep. But this scene, you saw him before it even happened. So you're all, you, that made me more nervous. Usually I'd be like, you know, I my wife will tell you, and, you know, she does not, she laughs at me when I watch horror films because I'm not good with scare jumps. Okay. I'm not good at them. I've got the cushion. Yeah. I'm like, this is probably why it's taking me so long <laughs> to watch horror films, more, more, more of them. But 
but seeing that this was like, and this again, 1974, this horror scene should have been a jump scare, but instead, you can see what's about to happen, yeah. but it's not happened. But you're still like, I was terrified. Because with, with the house, maybe you see him pulling back the hook, yeah, don't the you? Hook. And, and she's looking yeah. for the car. And so you're just waiting. You're sort of like you're waiting for her to sort of realise he's there, and yeah. then just to let go. And then it's then too late, isn't it? By the time she yeah. notices it. No, but that was that was a great movie. My uh, my favourite thing about the house mother was that she had the hidden booze around the house. Yeah. Like she had the Bible to open it. She'd have a swig of a whiskey. Okay. The toilet she'd lift yeah. up. And I thought that was like some. It, it, it was meant to be funny, but I think it was. But at the same time, it went well with the movie. Yeah, I think it was like I say of its time. Yeah. Like, and um, it just has you know these creepy vibes throughout, and of course John Saxon. John Saxon, yeah. The man himself. Yes, the very good, and Nancy's dad from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, again, I knew John Saxon was in it, but I just never, yeah. I, I was never, I never pushed myself to see it, and um, and, he, and, he, and he, again, he passed away last he year. He did, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, he, he, was a, he was a great age. Not that, like, anyone deserves that guy, but he was a great age. He was 80-odd, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so do you think you'll be watching Black Christmas every Christmas, though? Well... Um, I've got another friend who thinks um, Black Christmas 2007. Is that a, is that a remake? That, that's Black Xmas. Black they, Xmas. they called it Black Xmas because it 'cause it's edgy for the 2000s. Is, is, is it the remake? It, yes, because the, they made another remake just last year, but that is terrible. I've but heard that. I yeah. um, I don't mind. But it's it's like because Black Christmas 1974 on the Bob, uh, Bob Clark one. Sorry, just readjusting my antlers. Um, obviously, that's like, you don't really see loads of gore, do you? But no, Black no. Xmas, Xmas 2007. Go for it. Well, there's a bit where he gets a cookie cutter and he cooks out, cuts out chunks of a, I won't say who it is, but a person, and he okay. cooks them and eats them and you see him do it all. Okay. So it's like gore. To, it, yeah, yeah. It takes it to the next step. It's a gore, yeah, though, yeah. As, as, as the cool kids on Instagram call I'll it. I'll say Black Christmas... Uh, Bob Clark's is more a classical horror film. Yes. You know, yeah. Like I mean, it doesn't. It literally, you know, it's sort of like it's. It has no airs and graces. Yeah. It is what it is. And um, but no, if you get a chance, if you've never seen it, watch it. But I mean, I imagine most horror fans have watched it. But if you haven't, yeah, it's, it's definitely one that I watch literally religiously every year. I can see now why it's it's got such high acclaim. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't like always say that um, Halloween was the first slasher, but obviously that came out four years yeah, prior. So yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, yeah, when you think about yeah. it. But yeah, I always like to give Black Christmas a little nod when here. No, I, I I'm glad. I'm glad I finally seen it, and a perfect time to watch it. I'm excited about your number one because I had no hope, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, no. But I, like, like I said, I looked at the synopsis and I was like, oh, he, he's. He's basically making me watch like a knockoff bandits film. I don't think a lot of people have much hope for this film because the reason the reason being is because so the film that I'm my number one is a film called so in, in the UK it's called Deception, in America it's I called see that, it's yeah. called Reindeer Games, and it stars Ben Affleck. Now to a lot of people that straight away rings alarm bells, especially during the, the early 2000s. I think it was uh, was it 1999 or 2000? 2000 on the on the nose on the nose. Because Ben Affleck had a different career back then. He had a great career to start with. He starred in Days and Confused, you know, Goodwill Hunting. Um, and then he went on to make, you know, he went on to do the more blockbuster movies like Armageddon. And then he went on to do this little film with um, John Frankenheimer. Now, John Frankenheimer, I'm sure film fans will know, so he's mostly known for his crime films. So yeah. he did films like Ronin with Robert De Niro. Well, I, I looked at his sort of stuff after you, yeah. after I watched it, I was like, oh, this is a like I really enjoyed it like again I didn't think I would but I really enjoyed yeah. it and I looked I was like oh no he's got some good films behind yeah. him yeah and um, he did um was it he did the French Connection 2 yeah so the sequel to the William Friedkin original and then he went on 
He did. He was a big part of the island of Dr. Moreau. Do you know? Oh, is that one with the like half human, half one with Marlon Brando? Yeah. yeah okay. Directed, yeah. Well, many small parts directed, um, if, if, if at all, of um, with Richard Stanley. Okay. Called, who just done Color of Space? Correct. Yes. And um, so they they did um, with um, so John Frankenheimer. Like I say, he was known for his crime movies, and um, I think I think I've seen somewhere Ben Affleck did say he made Reindeer Games on the the fact that he wanted to work with, because he's always said, because Ben Affleck, as we know now, is a great director. He's a director. Yes, yeah. And all, all the films he's made, I've always been impressed by them. The town, again, the town's very similar, in a way, to um, Reindeer Games, because it's about, you know, heist and things like that, you know, bank robbers and things like that. And um, so what they did was, um, so I think, like I say, I think um, Affleck did say in an interview some time ago that he wanted to work with directors because he liked and he admired I think that was what his goal was to go yeah. to in the end, to become a director. And um, Reindeer Games, I like to call it Reindeer Games. I don't really go by the um, deception, as they call it in the UK. And I think it's just, it's a mad film. Again, it was not during the best part of Affleck's career. He was sort of like, it was sort of like during the J-Lo sort of time. And um, he was just making like bad movies at the time. He was coming out with, you know... Um, I don't think it was on. The, it was a couple of years later, but like he had Surviving Christmas and things right. like that, which you know I like that film. But you know these, he was making movies that weren't making money; they were yeah. box office bombs. And Reindeer Games came out, and it was just um, I think like I don't know, like I say again, it just had I think because people thought it was just silly, and it had a big cast. It had Charlize Theron, it had what Gary Sinise. What a cast! And um, these people, like these, you know, the story is quite simple, but the twists and turns that yeah. like. Oh. You know, because obviously since I think it was 1994, Usual Suspects, Seven, when twists came into movies, you know, because that did that was a thing. Because I don't remember early 90s, there was many films with twists in them. No. And then suddenly these films in the mid 90s came out. Six Sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, yeah, that was that was probably the, like one of the last great ones. As yeah. Well, and until the internet took over and spoilers happened, but um, Reindeer Games was literally full of twists, and I think it took on that. You know, everyone wanted to watch a film like that. Because the, the story is quite simple, so it's about a guy called Rudy and his um, cellmate. Um, they're in prison, and his um, cellmate is called Nick, and they're about to be um, is it, uh, released. They're both they? about to be released, aren't yeah, they? They've got two, three days before the release. Aren't That's they? right. And they're talking about how much they're looking forward to it. And then basically during a prison riot, Nick is killed. But during their time together, Nick has been pen palling um, with a girl outside of prison who he's going to meet when he's released. Who's Charlie? Charlie Theron. Yeah. And um, and basically, so he gets killed in this prison uh, riot, and then he gets shanked. Yes, that's the right <laughs> word. Um, and um, Ben Affleck comes out of prison, sees her because I think he saw pictures of her or something. He used to read her letters out to that's him, it. and those pictures on the wall in that cell. Right. And, and um, so he decides, because he's Rudy, he's not Nick, he decides to take on the personnel of Nick. He does, yeah. And basically pretends to be him, because he you know, just wants, I'm guessing he's sort of like fallen for her as well. Yeah, well, Hearing, at first he just sort of wants like someone to cuddle him through winter. Yeah, because he's got no one waiting yeah. for him, has he? Yeah, yeah. And then from there, basically, I'm not going to say anything in case you've never seen the film, but if you've never seen the movie, watch it, because from there... It is literally bonkers. A it's roller coaster of a roller emotion. coaster. Yeah, I mean, Gary Sinise is like I, I, I can say Gary Sinise is the villain. Yes, and he plays it well, sort of looking like Lieutenant Dan. His henchman now he's got um, Quinn from Blade. Can't remember the actor's name. Danny Trejo, who plays obviously mm. plays Machete, uh, and then he's got William Clarence the Third. He was the main sort of protagonist in uh, Tales from the Hood. Yes, um, I've never seen, I, when I, I seen him, yeah. I was like. 
I was like, he's the, he's the what's the, what's the guy called, uh, someone that owns a funeral home, funeral director from uh, Tales from the Hood. And my wife was like, what are you going on about? I was like, there's a film called Tales from the Hood, it's amazing. It's always good when there's Easter eggs in movies, like, I mean, like, you know, there's little trivia bits where yeah. you know these actors from other things. Because at the time, Danny Trejo was still trying to make, you know, was still, yeah. he'd done From Dust Till Dawn, Desperado, um, but he had not done Machete and things yeah, like yeah. that, um, and the Grindhouse stuff. But um, yeah, this, this um, Reindeer Games, um, it's set during Christmas, um, and they're basically Gary Sinise gets hold of Ben Affleck, who he thinks is Nick, who he thinks is Nick, yeah. and basically they're planning on robbing a casino. But when they rob the casino, they're robbing the casino dressed as Santa Claus. So you've got basically a load of thieves dressed as yep. Santa, and I think that's quite an original sort of thing because you know you look at Santa Claus, you don't think bank robbers with guns. You think nice, you know, man who's going to you know sit on the knee and basically you know you sort of. That sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> and then you go and you get presents, basically. But this, you know, I got, you know, like I say, I you, just love... you need to watch it. it it's it's yeah. one of those films like, like again, I have. I'm sorry about this one. But I have no hope. It's, it's not my no, kind no, of film. No. It's early 2000s action. Like I, I thought, oh, it's just going to be one of those films that I'm going to turn on and I'm just going to play on my phone. I'm yeah. going to play on my phone or I'm going to like play on my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Didn't yeah. do any of that. I literally put my phone on you and I watched every second of it and. Thank you for making me watch it because I think I'll watch it every year now. Like I loved every second of it. I think when it came out, it was it was it was like disliked immensely. And I think as time's gone by, and I think people have gone to. I mean, I've liked Ben Affleck from the beginning. Though, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't matter if you make a box office bomb. If you know, if the film's good, it's good. And if no one else sort of realizes that, that's that. That's, that's their problem. That's, that, that's up to them. <laughs> but for me. I just loved everything about um, Reindeer Games. It was silly, it was, but it was fun, it was like the twists. Yeah. You know, to be fair, though I'm quite good with twists in films, I didn't see them coming. I seen the first one with Charlie Thrawn and Gary. They were together. Yeah, yeah I seen that coming, I was, I, I was like, yeah, that's happening. Because they're but brother and sister in the story, aren't they? Brother yeah. and sister. <laughs> I hope not of what happens in that film. <laughs> and then the last one, when that happened, I gave you a message straight away. I was just like, because yeah. I hundred percent, I could not have called it when it happened. I was yeah. like, oh, oh no, that's like that. That's a good twist. Like I didn't yeah. see that coming. No, like I say, it, I mean, it's. Um, I think people like it's become um, like people have started to you know respect the movie more because, like I say, they know what it is. You know, I, I think at the same time, I think when the film was being made, I think they you know it's got those comedy elements and they sort yeah. of you know, you know, and Ben Affleck at the time, you know, he was still. Finding his, you know, still finding his way in, in Hollywood. Though he had done a lot already, you know, he'd, he's still not made, you know, his Gone Baby Gone. He's, he didn't make, you know, um, he hadn't made uh, Gone Girl and things like that. You know, and Argo films that really did, you know, take him, you know, a lot higher in Hollywood. And um, but I've always loved him, and I had no judgment on before I watched it. I just wanted to watch this movie because it sounded great. And I, I, at the same time, thought to myself, it sounded like a B movie. But I watched it and I loved it. I loved every minute, and I can't wait to. I didn't. I had not rewatched it because I do luckily remember a lot about it. But um, when you know, like I say when I go back to it again, uh, probably the hopefully this this Christmas. I don't, I don't know. But um, again, I, I just love to rewatch it. Yeah. Whenever, only at Christmas though. Well, again, like you said, it's a very Christmassy film because yeah. they're getting out. They're meant to be getting out at Christmas, and then yeah, like you said, yeah. they rob the casino dressed yeah. as Santa Clauses, don't they? And, and without giving it much away, but I love the end scene yes. um, when um, the, with the money. Yeah, um, I just loved it, and it kind of just gives you that it's the season of giving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it gives you a good vibe of what Christmas is, 
you know, about sort of thing. But I don't know, it, it, the, end, the end scene, the very last scene, makes me smile every time. It, I, it, it makes you good feel day. good. Makes yeah. you feel good. Because I, I, I personally, with what happened, I thought it was just going to be sort of like a self, selfish kind of thing yeah, he was going to yeah, do. Yeah. But it's the complete opposite yeah. of what he does. I think in years to come, people will look back on Ben Affleck and they'll praise him a lot more than they have done in the past. I think, like I say, he's done some cracking films. He has, yeah. And he's directed, um, some, you know, he's not directed loads, but the ones he has done. I mean, I loved him as Batman. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Batman vs Superman. If you watch the extended cut, that's much better. But he's done a lot of good stuff. Um, like I say, he's worked with some greats, and I'm glad in a way he worked with because John Frankenheimer died two years later. Oh, really? In 2002. So it's a good job he made that film because he, otherwise, yeah. he, and like I say, you see a lot of um, vibes, Reindeer Games vibes in the town. Okay. Have you seen the town? I haven't. Oh, no. watch it. It's really good. Th that's directed by Affleck. You said, yeah, yeah, okay. and in with Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner and uh, John Hamm from oh, Mad cool. Men, and that film is much more. It's it's definitely you know you see the vibes from Rainbow Games in the town. I do anyway because in the town you know it's about bank robbers and they wear nun outfits. Okay. So again, they're wearing an outfit that makes you stand out in like in, you know like do you remember Point Break when they wore the yeah. um, the American president uh, masks? I love that because it, like I say, it just gives that. You know, it makes you more, because you fear them in, in a way. And, and the opening scene in the town, you know, they're wearing these like horror masks with dreads. And like, so you would love that. So you should definitely watch the town. I'll have to give it a watch. I think yeah. it, it's on Netflix. I'll have to give it a watch then, yeah. Watch it, yeah. Right, that, that's us done for the top three, but I'd like to do, uh, top three each, sorry, I'd like to do some honourable mentions yeah. of you. So you can do, like, obviously we try to stay away from kids' films, but if yeah. there's any kids' films that you love, or maybe if it's like more horror films or whatever. Uh, mine, mine probably, I mean, my favourite um, that I remember most, probably because I think it was my first, was Santa Claus the Movie uh, with Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. Okay. And that was a very traditional Christmas film at the time. Um, that was in the mid 80s and I just loved that film. It was just, it was just a, um, you know, it, had, it was, again, it's a kid's film obviously, but John Lithgow plays one of the greatest pantomime villains I've ever seen. To this day, I wish there was posters you could buy of his character because if my wife allowed me, I'd have him on the wall because he's just, I mean, have you seen it? I haven't. No. When you said that, I thought you meant the Santa Claus one. Oh, with Tim Allen. Yes. No, I've not seen that. Well, I, um, I only watched it for the first time last year. And okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? Amazing. Okay. Yeah, it's become like a traditional thing for me and my family. Did you see the sequels? I have, yeah, yeah. And the second one is the third one's a bit weird. Martin Shaw, is, is it Martin is he, Shaw? Is he the bad guy in the He's third? Jack Frost. Right, okay. Yeah, and it's really, really weird. I, I love Jack. Well, I love Martin Shaw in yeah. like 80s films like, you know, Three Amigos. Yeah. Three fugitives, all about the, all about the threes. Um, but the um, no, I love. Um, like I said, that's I've never seen the Tim Allen one, but the that's probably the '90s version of that. That one. is the well, one, yeah, kind of. Um, but no, the Santa Claus was my first ever memory of a Christmas film that I remember. And uh, what was there was another there was well, there's quite a few, but um, go on, what's yours? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, right, the horror film. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Not seen, not seen it, not seen <laughs> it. Have you not seen not it? Not seen it. It's, it's one of those ones where it's not very good, but I like it. It got, well, the thing is, it's got, it's got, it's got a lot of... Um, it's got a heck of a following. It's got a cult following, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like, there's probably a lot of people that would be angry that I said that, but it's a very paint-by-numbers kind of script. Like, the lads, the lad watches his mother and father get murdered by a man in a Santa Claus outfit when okay. he's younger, yes. so does his younger brother. They get put into an orphanage. He grows up he gets a bit aggy around christmas time okay. uh, obviously because his, his, i think his mother was diddled by santa as well during the during the murder uh, so he gets a bit i used the word diddled i thought it was better um uh, and so he 
doesn't really go out, doesn't like Christmas time, try to stay, but they're um, the matron of the, the orphanage, because they're in like a, a Catholic one, she's right. horrible, they beat, she beats them and all that, and then he gets a job in a toy store uh, in America, but obviously when it gets to Christmas time over there, they go a bit mad, don't they, okay. Christmas, uh, and it gets to the point where they need a store Santa, and for some reason they pick the boy who's got the PTSD right. from Santa Claus, uh, and basically he sees a man uh, trying to take advantage of a woman in the right. storeroom, okay. and, he's, and it, that's how it begins, he chokes him out with some lights, and then he just goes on a killing spree with an axe. Well, I've not seen that one so i'll do a try and do a double bill with that and a, and a christmas horror story you should yeah don't watch um silent deadly night 2 because it's silent deadly night 1 yeah. just in flashbacks it's really weird apart from the great scene where he goes garbage day and he shoots a guy while he's holding a garbage can they just released i think um 101 films just released a um a box set of the first two of yeah the, like, Blu-ray. personally i think um, last time I watched it, and I'm, I'm one of those guys who do this, I think I, I counted, I think the first 45 minutes is literally the first film. And the second one's this? In, in the yeah. second one, so like you're basically watching the first, I mean if you fast forward past that bit, then you've got Billy's old, I think his name's Billy in the first one, Billy's younger brother Richie killing people as Santa Claus because his right, head's okay. also gone with Santa. I'll remember that then if I watch the second one, but I'll get, I'll get to the first one first, And uh, but I've heard about it for years in in america uh, screen factory released a um they released their, their blu-ray edition of it um a collector's edition is that what we got the figure got the figure with it so cool because the, as horror fans will know they always do um well on occasions they will release a doll for a certain film yeah night of the creeps had tom atkins yes yeah and um i think they've definitely done another one. Oh well i think there was a chucky one when okay. um child's play came out yeah um, i think but um no i like that kind of concept that they do that yeah I've seen so many photos over Christmas on Instagram and Facebook of people uh, taking, say they're watching Silent Night, Deadly Night, and they put the figure up. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. It's, it's cool it's, to see. I, I've, I've always enjoyed it again. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's one of those films sort of like, again, a Christmas horror story. You know? No, Santa's Slay, sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I know it's bad technically, yeah. the way it is kind of thing, but yeah. I really enjoy it. Like, I enjoy the characters. I'll, I'll the way. Well, like I say, you've, was it, I mean, I, I know I've not seen all three of the ones you've chosen, but, you know, two for two. So far, you've done well. You've done the, proud, um, yeah. was it? And so I'm, I'm confident I'm going to enjoy those ones. Well, I, I'm just happy that you watched Black Christmas because obviously I know you're a man that loves film. I knew you were going to like that film. Yeah. I knew that there was no way you weren't going to like it's it. More, it's more than just horror. Like I say, it's got you know generally good performances. It's got great direction. Yeah. It's, you know, it's 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 the you know it's the entire thing. Yeah. It's what you want from a film completely, and that's what I got out of it. So. Any more honourable mentions? There probably will be, but right now I'm a bit stuck. Okay, um, in that case, we're at the end of this Christmas special. Yeah, we've got a couple of mentions, so we want to say thank you to Barry. Um, he is known as Wolfman's Got Nards on, Great channel. Um, Great yeah, channel. on YouTube, and um, please um, go look for him. We'll put a link at the bottom of our video here, and uh, go follow him because he does fantastic videos on... He, he, he does reviews, um, trailer reactions. He's yeah. just done the new Wrong Turn, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he's a massive Halloween fan, Barry, and he talks a lot about um, Halloween. Um, like he, he's gone through all the movies, done reviews, and lots of things really. Like I've learned more about Halloween yeah. of anyone. He's the most. He's the person since I've met online that's taught me the most on about Halloween. You know, like the Thorn trilogy and things yeah. like that. And I never knew what that even was. He's got like a. A Blu-ray box, a DVD Blu-ray sort of like a custom-made box that someone made for him. Oh, cool! That he put in one of his videos. He does a lot of, um, you know, like um, 
Blu-ray videos where he shows you the, the additions and things like That's that. Nice. So definitely give him uh, a follow because um, he's worth watching. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thank you to everyone else that's commenting. Really, we've got loads of yeah, videos. Uh, people have sent you stuff on Twitter as well, haven't they? As yeah, we've got Twitter now. Um, we'll put the, we again. We'll put a link on this uh, video. Um, we wrote this is our third video. We're still trying, and uh, we hope you can subscribe if you enjoy this video. Please subscribe, and there's more. We've got a lot more coming in the. Um, in 2021, hopefully that'll be a better year for us. We're hoping um, to get more guests. More on, guests. We? Yeah, We're hoping to get guests. guests. We've yeah. got a few people already in the pipeline. We're not going to say who, but hopefully we'll get someone, a couple of people in, and we'll be um, discussing nothing but films with them. We've also got to mention the film on your phone competition yep. um, for the, the little theatre where we are. Uh, and basically, yeah, you just do a, a film on your phone and you send it in. And yeah, hopefully there'll be some prizes, not too sure. Um, and uh, yeah, just send it over to us, or you, we'll we'll put um, Wicked Wales in the comment section for you, and you can just email it over. And this may be, like I say, it's only our third episode, but we want to say thank you to our and um, this, this what we're doing here. It, it was a dream for people like Chad and I, but it's nothing without the people that are behind the scenes. So oh yeah, we literally just do this. We don't do yeah, what any we don't do the tech stuff. side of things. Yeah. we literally just talk. <laughs> we come here, drink coffee, drink that's water, the easiest talk part. crapping leaves. Easiest part. So I want to thank I want to thank uh, Rhiannon, James, Andrew, Kira, Sam, anyone else that's involved that's not thanked. And um, we hope you have a magical Christmas. Yes, and thank you so much for all you do for us. They're behind here. They're behind the scenes. We love you all. And um, but like I say, without them, this would not be possible. So we hope. You know, like I say, 2021 will be better for everyone, families, all sorts. Uh, our next podcast will be on the 2nd of January, hopefully, yep, yep. if everything goes well. Uh, so, yeah, we'll hopefully see you then, guys. Have a good Christmas and a good New Year.